My name is Lindsay, and I left an important part off my bio. I absolutely adore bell choirs, so I really, really, really appreciated the music this morning. Thank you so much. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Lord, be my voice this morning. God, I pray that you would speak through me, and if you must, in spite of me. Lord, I ask um, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts would be acceptable to you, dear Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our Old Testament lesson today comes from Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Hear this word. The Lord said to Abram, leave your land, your family, and your father's household for the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and will bless you. I will make your name respected and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I will curse. All the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. And a second reading from Psalm 103, verse 1. Let my whole being bless the Lord. Let everything inside me bless his holy name. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Truthfully, I am usually so loud that I don't often need to be mic'd. But November has been a tough month for me health-wise. For the last week and a half, I've been battling laryngitis for the first time in my whole life. But I wanted to be here so bad today that I attempted two days of full voice rest, and I even ate a lemon this morning for breakfast. So I really wanted to be with you. And I need to tell you, as the mom of two young children, whose husband works on Fridays and Saturdays, so that she is the sole parent in charge, two days of voice rest is quite the challenge. Ever attempted cleaning a house with two young children without talking? I don't recommend it. But I really wanted to be here today. And you may be asking yourself, really, you wanted to be here today? Um, Did you get the memo that we're talking about money? Yeah, I know, I know. And while you may think that I am a glutton for punishment who is pre-gaming for those awkward Thanksgiving conversations around religion and politics by discussing money at church, no. That's not the case. I'm here today because I have been reading about you. I have read about you, Macedonia, United Methodist Church, and let me tell you some of the things that I learned. You want to make yourself a hub for the community, having learned that if you build it, they might not come, but knowing that you can meet God by meeting the needs of your community. You have come out of the pandemic realizing that there is another pandemic in America, a mental health one, and you are uniquely equipped to meet it and are seeking to do so with your work with the Orman Center at Duke 
and providing space for mental health care for our community. Not only that, but you folks have clearly been listening to U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, who tells us that loneliness is proving to be a serious health crisis in our community, and our country, and our world. You are listening and you are responding by working together to connect isolated people with God's family. That's what I heard you say. You do this work by inviting folks to pull up a chair. Yes, I noticed that the first time I came here, and I quite like it. And you are welcoming people when they cross your threshold. You're welcoming them home. And you see, I wanted to be here today because I knew when I heard these things about you that you were my people. You are quite literally the answer to my prayers and many others of us who grew up in the church and are trying hard to stay in love with her despite all the battle wounds she currently bears. Your focus on the community around you and how you partner with God makes me so grateful for you and I wanted just the opportunity to partner with you just a little bit in all that you're doing. You are being the church in the world and as a member of the church, let me be clear in saying, we need you. And I love to talk about money in church, not because I'm a glutton for punishment, but because I know that our financial gifts are an important way that we support the mission of the church. And I wanna do everything that I can to support you in the good work that God has called you to in your corner of Cary. I want you to hear from another United Methodist in your connection that we need more churches like you who understand the meaning of blessing. Blessing. It's a word we use a lot in November, isn't it? Blessing is a word that gets thrown around a lot. The, and the idea of blessing, it's a big one in the Bible. Over 600 times in scripture do we find the word bless, blessing, or blessed. The word barak in Hebrew is the word that we often translate into bless, blessing, or blessed in our Bible. And long before it was the name of one of our former presidents, the word Barak was a Hebrew word that most often got translated into the English word blessing. Now, this is our modern interpretation of the word, but you wanna know something strange? The actual word Barak, it means knee. And the verb form of it means to kneel. So you may be asking yourself, what is the connection between knee or kneeling and blessing? How did we get from one to the other? Well, I think it has something to do with the kind of God that we worship and the way God's disciples are meant to respond to God. So who is this God that we worship? The Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, that we should adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. Though he was in the form of God, he did not consider being equal with God something to exploit. 
but he emptied himself. By taking the form of a slave and by becoming like human beings. When he found himself in the form of a human, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God highly honored him and gave him a name above all names. So that the name of Jesus, everyone in heaven and on earth and under the earth, might bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Christ, a God who humbled himself. Is there any posture more humbling than kneeling? Douglas Webster, a Presbyterian pastor and divinity school professor at Samford University in Alabama, actually wrote a book that he entitled, The God Who Kneels. The devotional reflects on John 13, the passage of scripture where Jesus kneels before his disciples and washes their feet at the Last Supper. The implication is that a defining characteristic of the God whom we worship is a God who is humble, a God who kneels to wash the feet of his friends. This image of God who kneels is found not only in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament as well. In Hosea chapter 11, we find God portrayed as a parent kneeling down to teach God's children how to walk. A God who loves us so much that God would bid down to take care of us. A God who will soon, we will celebrate at Advent and Christmas, who knelt all the way down to earth in the form of a baby to save us. This is the deep love of the God who kneels. The God who kneels is the God who blesses us. A blessing is an undeserved gift, and God has given us so many of those. I think of the hymn, How Great Thou Art. God has given us the gift of creation. When I, in awesome wonder, consider all thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. God has given us the gift of Jesus. And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. And God has given us the gift of eternal life. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, my God, how great thou art. And so many more gifts we have received from God. James chapter 117 tells us every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. The gifts come down from the Father. Everything, everything we have is a gift. God has blessed us. So what is the appropriate response to God's blessing? It is to bless God in return. How do we do this? 
I think Psalm 95, verse 6, provides the answer. Come, let's worship and bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord, our maker. Worship is the appropriate response to the God who blesses us. What do we find the Israelites doing throughout the Old Testament? Every time God would bless them, they would build an altar right there. They just start stacking some stones and there they would kneel and they would worship God. Kneeling is a posture of yielding or submitting to God. God has blessed us by providing for our every need. And so we come this morning to worship the Lord in order that we might return that blessing. One of the ways that we bless God during worship is through our offering. It is one of our five membership vows in the United Methodist Church. And it is a form of discipleship. It is a way of discipleship because through giving and offering, we recognize that everything is a gift from God. We do this by returning a portion of what God has given. We talk a lot in the church about tithing. Tithing being to give God 10% of our income. We trace this back to the Old Testament where Abraham started the practice of tithing. Abraham was blessed by God and responded by giving God 10% of everything that he had. We are blessed and then we seek to bless God. That is the rhythm of our lives. Then that leads us to bless other people. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, the Lord says to Abram, Leave your land, your family, and your father's household for the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and will bless you. I will make your name respected and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Those who curse you I will curse. All the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. Notice what God says here. I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. We are blessed, not just so we can consume all that we can, but so that we can be a blessing. Jesus says it this way in Luke chapter 12, verse 48. To whom much is given, much more is expected. We are meant to be in this rhythm of giving and receiving blessings. When we live this rhythm, we are blessed by God. This is the way we are meant to live. First, God blesses us. Second, in turn, we bless God. And third, God calls us to be a blessing to others. If you get nothing else out of the sermon, if you just woke up, it's okay. It's okay. All right, if you just tune on online, just write this down, okay? You can get out your phone. I know you have your phone. Let's be real. You can get out your phone. You can write this down. This is what I want you to take away. This is the rhythm of life. Ready? One, God blesses us. Two, we bless God in return. And three, God calls us to be a blessing to others. This is the way we are meant to live. This pattern of blessing was first established between God and Abraham, but it continued. The Bible tells us in Genesis 28, 22, that Jacob 
Abraham's grandson also gave a tenth of what he had to God. In Numbers 18, we find Moses telling the people in the wilderness to bring a tenth of all that they have to the priest to make ministry possible. And we are the heirs of this legacy of discipleship. We continue to bring a tithe to God to make the ministry of the church possible and a reminder that all we have been given is a gift from God. And when we follow God's pattern of blessing and give, then we truly learn the abundance out of which God provides for us. In Malachi 3.10, we hear God say, bring the whole tithe to the storage house so there may be food in my house. Please test me in this, says the Lord of the heavenly forces. See whether I do not open all the windows of heaven for you and empty out a blessing until there is enough. We worship not a God of scarcity, but a God of abundance who is able to provide for us. And what's more, when we become a blessing to someone else, we find that we are blessed with the joy of giving that is returned to us. So again, how are we meant to live? What's the first way? God blesses us. How do we respond? We bless God. And then God calls us to what? To bless others. And today we continue that sacred rhythm. A little later in the service, we'll invite you to fill out a giving card for the coming year. Filling out your card is a spiritual act. It is to recognize that everything that you have is a gift from God. And it is to bless and honor God by giving back to God a portion of all that you have received. Be blessed, friends. Amen.